Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your girl, Jessie Maple Luso. How you doing, baby cakes? How you living, how you loving, how you learning? I am coming to you hot from Lefkada, Greece, where I'm filming for Netflix, a very secret project that I can't discuss, but I have been posting about on my social media platform. Right now, I am looking at a gorgeous sunset on the Ionian Sea from my villa in Greece. And that just sounds so rude. (laughs) It sounds so rude, but it's the realest thing that has happened to me in a long time. I've had to pinch myself. I've had to pinch myself multiple times being here. I am going to be doing a full Greece recap at the end of this trip and podcasting from my villa here in Greece. And we also have a couple special episodes coming up this week and next week. There's a part one this week and a part two next week. So you can keep your pretty little eyes and ears peeled for that sweet cheeks. And you guys know if you want to watch this episode, you can go right over to YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Jesse May Peluso and check it out. I guarantee you're going to want to watch it. I have a couple special guests back to back and it's a lot of fun and we were able to use um, a wonderful studio space and the next couple of weeks I'll be broadcasting from my villa in Greece (laughs) take that bitch I'm out here looking for a fucking rich yacht daddy okay none of these fishing boats I respect your job but nope It's a hard nope for me. Unless you got like that real Greek flavor. (sighs) Hard pass. Hard pass. I want a yacht daddy. I want a dude who's got like loafers and a pinky ring. And and copious amounts of chest hair. And and one of those hard fat bellies. (laughs) I should have prefaced this with I've had a little rosé. And... Um, I also was smoking, I had a little, you know, a little bit of the, uh, allegedly a little, I was smoking a fucking joint and I accidentally blew the weed into the pool and you know, it was what I get. Karma comes in all shapes and sizes, people protect your neck, protect your neck and your blunt. And thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you each week that you come back and listen to all this craziness. I really hope that you get some laughter, some inspiration, some support from the grief survival guide episodes and from the Alzheimer's episodes that we've done. 
I hope you find something that can help you in this podcast and entertain you. And this week we are doing a part one of a very special two part mini series podcast <laughs> shot from the Netflix is a joke festival. Um, I had a great time doing that festival and was able to film my special as you guys know. And this week is part one with a really funny fella who I feel was just born to have a broken heart or that's just the vibe he puts out. I think it might be a way to like bait and switch people. It's kind of like a puppy dog thing, but who knows? Maybe one day he'll actually settle down until then. He is the eternal fuck boy of the comedy world. Mr. Matt Rife. Sharp Tongue Podcast. Beep, 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 beep. You're listening to the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse May Jessie Peluso. Mays. It's a personal look. Well, it's not really a look because it's a podcast. I'm already fucking this up. This is kind of like a verbal comedy diary, a deep look into the crevices of my mind. It's going to get dirty. You might cry. You'll probably laugh. Hopefully you'll laugh. The whole point is for you to laugh, but you also might cry. I talk about my family. I talk about farts. farts. I talk about love, loss, comedy, how hard it is to make it in this biz. I'm a fucking professional. Each week it's something different. Sometimes I have a guest host. Sometimes it's going to be a movie companion episode. Sometimes I just ramble about the bullshit I dealt with the week before. You never know what you're going to get. It's raw, uncut, and funny. It's me. I would like to say to Netflix, Charlene told me I had to pay for my own shit. She's over here ready to grease up Matt Rife. Do you need towels, a tight shirt? She wants scissors. Lathered up. It's a woman after my own heart. (laughs) Why don't I get along? Oh, I, no, I didn't get a gift bag. Will you get me one? I love being objectified when I start my day. This is like, <laughs> this is what I live for. Cheers to your Pedialyte. See, I Cheers. thought you were going to come ready to drink. I, I mean, what happened? You're like 12 hours too late. What happened? I was, oh, I went out last night with some friends. Did sadness take over or was mm-hmm. it fun drink? A hundred percent. Are we rolling? Are we all good? Okay. Well, okay. Cause can I say something as a real friend? Yes. Can I be vulnerable? Can I, or like force you into an, a vulnerability? Of course. You had a sadness about you. Do I? A little bit. What are you? Uh, what are you honing in on? What do you think it is? Maybe I'm just hoping there's a sadness because then it means you're vulnerable and I can. <laughs> you're just hoping I'm having a humbling life experience. <laughs> then I can swoop in and attack. You're looking for like any sign of weakness. You're looking for blood in the water. Smell it. He's hurting. Maybe I can nurse him back Look, to health. I just know what my strengths are, and my strengths are your weaknesses. <laughs> oh my god! Let me put some. This is so on. dangerous. Do you want kids? Um, do you count? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know you're not that much older than me. I know. Thank you. <laughs> are you? No, I'm not that much older than you. How old are you? Thirty-nine. That's so hot. <laughs> So hot. I put oil on for this show. No, you did I not. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, she did. She fucking lathered I d- up. I did not shave though. You're like a sea turtle. She did not <laughs> shave. I can, like I, I can uh, confirm that. Tell me, um, what? Why the sadness? Like for real? Do you want? Uh, I got to get comfortable because we're on a couch. It's it's the loudest. Th- leather the loudest couch. leather ever. 
<laughs> um, do you want personal sadness, professional sadness? Where do you want to start? Let's start professional and work into personal. Why professional sadness? I think it's so interesting because so many of us experience that. I think it's definitely uh, a a cohesive emotion amongst performers and artists to have this like imminent sadness. It's almost like um, if we're satiated, we feel like if we're satiated, we'll, we won't be enough or we're constantly insatiable because of the nature of performing. So what, what is your professional you, sadness about? Did you just say fellatio twice? <laughs> what, what were those words? Ins, ins, insa, in, what were they? Fellatiated? Insulate. Um, what were the words you used? <laughs> Insatiable. Insatiable. And there was another one. Did you guys catch what they were? Insatiated. Fucking spelling bee champ. Insatiated. That's not a word. I'm not a word. Debbie, my assistant Debbie, says she constantly has to Google shit. So I'm not alone. Okay, good. My mother was a wordsmith. So it's just, I'm not bragging. I just like language. I, you know, I read books. You're a, you're a linguist. I'm not bragging. It's love just languages and, and speaking. I'll dumb it down for you. If you could. That'd be so hot. If you could like Empty. get dumb and be 39. Oh my God. That'd be so hot. Dumb and 39. Hi, dumb Netflix. Thir- that's, the name, my that's my next special, actually. You can't have it. You can't have okay, it. Okay, okay. You can take it. That's my love island. That's, your- that's my dating show. I'm like, oh, dumb and 39. Get them before they're gone. Well, I guess one out of two ain't bad. (laughs) One out of two ain't bad. We all settle. I'm gonna. I have to take my shoes off. I'm not trying to flirt, but it just with the couch and everything, it feels weird. I uh, I do not have a foot fetish whatsoever. Okay, well, my feet are really cute. That might switch it up for you. She does have cute. Hold on. Don't look. Don't like. No, I need to sell these pictures for. No, don't you dare take pictures of my feet because I have OnlyFans is popping right now. I'm trying to bad baby this shit. I'm about. I'm about to start an OnlyFans. Stop! Get out of my feet. Wait. Did I get them? Let me just. Let me hold the glass. <laughs> okay. Venmo at Matt Wait, did Reif you get the photo? Exclusive. Of course I did. <laughs> All crossed over like you have a fucking mermaid's tail. Yo, look at that point though. That point's worth at least five bills. Venmo Matt Reif, $3,000. And you can have the exclusive NFT rights to Jesse Wow, May's non-fungible feet. feet. Non-fungible There's feet. There's the future. That's actually that's the fucking future. That's actually so smart. So we've danced around the insatiable sadness. The insatiable sadness. What, okay. ca- what causes your professional sadness? Um, Let's get right into it. At this pool. Recently? Okay, so uh, we can take this festival for an, an incredible example. So this show, or th- this festival, is such an incredible opportunity for so many comedians, obviously. And when this festival started out, it was just for Netflix-related comics. So, of course, I was like, it's not, it's not me. I'm not there yet. Um, and then when I saw other people started to get their own shows, comics who I'm like, these comics don't even headline. They've been doing comedy for like five years. Horrible performance. Five minutes. Five minutes tops. I was like, well, I should also reach out to see put up, see about putting on like a headlining show. So I, I had reached out to some people um, who were helping with the festival. And I was like, hey, like what, like what would I have to do to, you know, potentially be in the running to put on a show? And like, yeah, we have uh, we actually have most of our venues booked up already. But we have one that I'm, I'm going to leave names out of this. We have one that we know really likes you and we really like them and we know that's like one of your home clubs. So like, why don't you go, why don't you ask them if they'll have you? So I called them up and they were like, yeah, of course, whatever you want to do. And I was like, fantastic. So we'll, we'll put on this show for the festival. Very excited. Um, cut to like three weeks have gone by and I don't hear anything. No confirmation of like exact day, exact time, anything. So I'm like, 
okay, uh, I kind of need to know confirmation soon so I can like start promoting it so we can sell this thing out. And the next week, so four weeks had gone by, my agent gets an email that says, hey, they passed on Matt's show. No idea who they are. There's always a they. There's always a they. I think the or they is just them. one person for everything in the world. It's one dude. Well, now it is. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's so, Elon Musk. No. <laughs> he if would I say yes to Elon everything. Musk was against my comedy career, I, don't, I think I'd have to quit, right? You'd have to walk into the ocean to he, never return. Uh, he could buy any venue That'd I was ever going to That'd be the saddest thing ever. Because he looks like he'd really enjoy it. I feel like he'd really enjoy it. I think he would. He yeah. was at the Chappelle show where he got attacked. He was sitting in front row. He was row. there? He was front row. Wow. Mm-hmm. See if we had his um, brain technology that he wants to do. What's it called? The um, ne- Is it Neuralink? Neuralink. We could have Neuralinked that guy. That. We could have stopped him before he got to. We could have like minority reported that shit. That's such a Black Mirror episode. A hundred percent. Yeah, we could have stopped that. people right before they attack someone. Yes. Elon for president. <laughs> <laughs> I might actually vote if he runs. <laughs> I mean, we were joking. My sister and I were joking about like... You know, people, the crazy prerequisites for becoming a president Mm -hmm. and how it would be impossible if what were we saying, Deb? Who was the thing I was saying would be impossible to be a president? It was like some person. It was like some crazy bitch or like. Oh, yeah. We were talking about like these. uh, There's like this transgender political page on Twitter and they were talking about abortion you know rights for women and we need to say abortion rights for people that's a whole other conversation oh my god but i just was saying like the the prerequisites for presidency is lunacy it's like it, it's google you can't say never you can't say never so you you could become president alan could become president this glass of water tequila could be president, could be president. <laughs> tequila water. water tequila water <laughs> you have a problem okay mr pedialyte just your problem started yesterday. Mine started in the daytime. That's sad. <laughs> that is that's Wait, not the time sadder? to start. Yes. Nighttime is when sadness is supposed okay, to be. Okay, wow. Now we're going to have a sad off? Uh, oh, let's go. This is The title of this episode is going to be Who's Sadder? Let's <laughs> go. I'm so excited. Yeah, I'm very excited. I feel like I'd win this. I, I was going to say, oh, <gasps> Charlene just dropped off. Now, now, Charlene came here oh, to give you a T-shirt so to want to see the change, the wardrobe change, because you do look like you're running production today with Debbie and your black on black. Oh my ensemble. god, I'm so production right now. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing. Yeah, you and Debbie look like you have like a electronica band together. Yeah, you guys look like you have a band together. Are you gonna put? Okay, he's gonna switch into the shirt. This is gonna be Patreon content. <laughs> Hey, you wanted to be in the festival. <laughs> go, go fix the lights. I'm going to Vanna White the fuck out of your chest. Behind door number one, every cougar's dream. God, you went so fast. We didn't even have time to like breathe heavy. Do you feel better? Yes. Can I smell your sweatshirt? 100%. Let me smell it. Let me see what your sadness smells like. It's probably going to make me ovulate early. I'm going to get the neck as, first. As if you have eggs left. Come on. <laughs> Come on. They're, they're hatched by now. 39 and hatching. That's your, that's, that's your next <laughs> You fucking asshole. To hatch a predator. <laughs> <laughs> if we had our own podcast, that's what we'd have to name it. <laughs> that's that 
me giving birth to predators? 100%. So fucked up. God, you smell so good. I haven't even put my nose here yet. Wow. Who would ever break up with you? You'd be surprised. This is so fucked up. Every corner, it gets better. Are you kidding me? Are you going for the armpits, too? Just stop judging how I do things. This arm's a little sweatier. You got you got lymph node issues on your... Definitely. Are you right-handed? I am. Yeah, I can tell. <laughs> This is how predators make it work. Okay, I know where your weaknesses and your strengths are. Buddy. Oh my God, he's right handed. Go for the left. Go. You like left. how I'm putting it in my? <laughs> That's mine. Oh, keep it. Keeping your sweatshirt. I got that in DC. Thank it's you. Mu- it's a museum uh, gift shop. That's adorable. T-shirt. You bought that at a gift shop. I did. Wow. I love what, like I love recently. Museum. Yeah, uh, last weekend in DC. Oh, that's really cute. That's really, really cute. I'm very cute right now. Um, let's get back to the sadness so we can button it. So you were, you had a show kind of prepared, and then why did they pull it? Because um, all the women who work the festival were afraid that they were going to leave their husbands for that's you? That's what it was. That's exactly <laughs> what it was. It was... So, so we get this email saying that, like, hey, they passed on you doing a show. So, of course, I'm like, who the fuck... Who, who's, who's they? Who's, who's they? What did I do to this person that they're like, no, nah, he just can't have a show. Um, so I started making call after call after call after call trying to figure out who it came from. Uh, hit up wow. ne- hit up Netflix. Netflix goes, no, it wasn't us. We'd love for him to have a show. Hit up Live Nation. No, he's good with us as well. Why? We don't, it didn't come from us. So I hit up the venue. And I'm like, like, well, it couldn't have come from you guys. You guys are the ones that said, yes, absolutely. Um, come to find out a friend of mine who I have known for 10 years since I was 16 years Uh-oh. old um, was in a power position. At this venue recently, Mm-mm. and they said, they said no to me doing no. Yes, you saw you. I was like, this was like my boy. I I did my second ever guest spot for this person. Wow, ten years ago. That's fucked in up. Ohio. I was like, it for me. My dream opportunity would be to be in a position that I could throw my friends all the alley. A hundred percent. And I was like, I'm I'm coming to your venue. I'm going to sell it out. I want to put on a great show and create a, a, a lot of clout around this event uh, um, and have my name associated with Netflix is, is, a, is a huge career opportunity. Yeah. I don't like there's zero cons to us doing a show together at your venue. And he was like, oh, I'd rather have like someone like Cedric the Entertainer do a show instead. I was like, well, Cedric the Entertainer so different. A, isn't even doing a show at their club. <laughs> like what? And B, doesn't need Did the opportunity. Offer? No, of course Did not. Did Cedric say, hey man, love to do a show at your... And also, nope. you're. it's like not even apples and oranges. It's like it's like a, a chicken breast and in and, and, and a plantain that we're comparing here. I like to think Cedric the Entertainer and I are pretty much the same person. I mean, both comedians that's that's where we stop the comparison is that where it stops? <laughs> that's where it stops all right fair no no i'm, I'm just saying like it, it, for him to say that is so ridiculous and it's also like there is something to say about friendship and how much we put our hope in other people yeah a really smart person my therapist and <laughs> my life coach was like it's not healthy to hope outside of yourself it's also hard to not hope outside yourself, you know, because you hope your friend will show up for you or you mm-hmm. hope that, you know, your mom's not going to start an argument about what she always starts an argument for. But you can't. The more we hope for these things, the more we're just setting ourselves up for disappointment, because the only thing we can control, and this is so cliche, is our reaction to shit. Of course. And so what was your reaction to this? Did you cut him off in your mind or were you like? Well, so the string of events was when I found out this person was the one who said no. My friend, who was kind of like the middleman for this, was like, you should state your case to him why you think you should have a show. Because I also agree with why you should have a show. 
And uh, he was like, let me see if I can get him on a three-way call. Wow. So I sit on the other line for like 20 minutes. And my friend comes back on the line and goes, he doesn't even want to talk to you. Because he knows he's wrong. He knows he's wrong. He's mad that you have those pecs and those baby blues. He's mad that you're talented. I should have led with that, but I'm just going with what's right in front of me. Not that your talent isn't as loud as your looks, but he's mad at all the good things that you have. He's hateful. He's got hate in his heart and it makes me sad for him. He's more sad than you are. It's so funny that this is your professional sadness, but he's much sadder than you are. Yes, but this has been a constant theme in my career for 11 years where you, if you want to call it jealousy, if you want to call it insecure, whatever it may be. <laughs> Do you feel that love? A hundred percent. Does it go right into your veins? To my right side. Yeah, this is my strong side. I know. I'm I trying thought, to. I feel it deep <laughs> in my veins. I'm trying to get you strong in your weakest. See, if you're falling, I, you know, I would not let you off the door in the ocean just to let you know. You mean that? <laughs> when our fucking carnival cruise line shit sinks. Oh, I did a I did a fucking Kid Rock cruise. When our Kid Rock cruise I did a, sinks. I did a Rob Gronkowski party cruise <laughs> with that Who's medium, Rob as a matter of fact. Grog, this is my insatiable moment. Who's Ron Gronkowski? <sighs> okay. What the fuck? Oh, shit. I thought this was tipping over. Who's Ron Gronkowski? Rob Gronkowski. He's a, he, I, I'm going to guess he, what he is hmm. by his name alone. He's a fucking uh, one of those athletes who scoochies on the ice. The the um como se llama? the fucking hockey. What's the You think it's ho- <laughs> Is hockey. that what you were trying to describe? Ron Gromkowski. You were trying to describe hockey. Yeah, the guy who I thought you were talking about um shuffleboard? No, the uh, the one where they do it on the ice. Yeah, the um what the fuck is it called? What's uh, the thing? Um What is it? Curling. Curling. Yes. Camera guy. You couldn't think of hockey. I'm sorry. You didn't know to a fucking three <laughs> syllable word. If I say something more than two syllables, your brain shorts out. So I want to hear it. What do you want me to be pretty and smart? What, how does that help me at all? Second special title. <sighs> that sounds brutal. <laughs> Brutally honest. It's actually intimidating. He's you, a he's a football player. Oh, he was, he's I, a was tight two, end. I was two tosses away from the sport. Were you? <laughs> Football's really dangerous. Hockey's strange because it's so like graceful, but football, why are we still doing football? Because it's barbaric and it's great. I guess it is the modern barbarian sport. Yeah. Well, UFC, I suppose, oh, yeah. probably be like the number one. You you're, don't, you're, you're not right. a football fan? I don't really, uh, I have nothing against sports. I played a lot of sports in high school, mm-hmm. but I don't watch them alone like on my own time i'm not like i gotta see what the sabers are doing this weekend bro sabers we got the fucking you know (laughs) this is this is a bit this is a bit surprising because you give off major high school pitcher lesbian vibes (laughs) i gotta work on that you got major like i was trying to figure it out my senior year vibes never once never i've always liked men really yeah i've never even had a curiosity for women interesting Mm -hmm. i mean me neither about men? Never even had a thought. Oh, I thought you meant women because of that, how I ended that. <laughs> no. I was like, we all know how that story goes, brother. No, no, no. If I had any curiosity, my career would be booming. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I would have been slept my way to the top. Have you considered a curiosity for your career? That's alliteration, by the way. Another word for you. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> Clip it. There's so much happening. <laughs> Verbally, <laughs> this is verbal assault. <laughs> You're welcome. It's something new for you. I uh, I've had to kiss a dude for a movie before. That's worth it. 
Was it? That movie, no. What movie was it? <laughs> uh, it hasn't even come out yet, but it's not going to he be He was good. like, this movie's totally coming out, but there's no camera yeah, that was guys, at his house. You guys can check it out on Quibi right now, actually. <laughs> you can check it out. Streaming live on, on Quibi. His private stream in his house. It's not even, it was never a movie. It was for his own fucking life. Oh my God. What? As I'm saying this out loud, it's so bad. So I've done it twice. <laughs> What kissed him? I've twice? had to kiss the dude twice. Okay, Matt. What? You can't walk around with that face saying yes to kisses professionally. I was like trying to build my career. I was doing the first one was this like short film, like my third year in, in LA. And it was for um I don't know if I'm allowed to say. He was a producer for a, a large movie that I was a big fan of. So I was like, yeah, of course I want to be a part of something like any project this guy's putting on. Yeah. Very gay guy. Um, and he cast me as like the lead of this. So, of course, I'm excited. And it's about this whole like discovering of me being like secretly gay. And I don't even know about it. And I like pick up this guy at, a, at the club. Right. <laughs> and I like pull him into this room and we have to like we have to like make out with each other. Very uncomfortable. And in between takes, I just said to the guy, I'm like, hey, um, are you gay? And he goes, no. Nah. <laughs> I was like. What? Well, like how? So you're straight and you're doing this. He was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Well, like, are you getting paid like SAG minimum or like anything? gay money?" He goes, "No, I'm just doing it for like to have something on my resume." And I was like, "Oh, that's so brutal." This guy had no lines, no pay, just for the credit, and he and he had to kiss me. At least I was getting paid like decent. See, that's not proper representation. I'm sure there's oh, some gay guy not. who'd want to do it for real, but maybe. <laughs> You know where my brain goes? Huh? My demented brain? The guy who's putting the shit together has a kink about turning straight guys gay. I feel like most gay guys have that kink. Oh, I think so as well. I think that I really, I'm going to say something, and this will even go against what I said about myself. I do think everyone's a little bit gay. No, I don't feel a little bit gay at all. You say that, but circumstance changes us. Circumstance brings a lot out of us that we didn't even know was inside of us. Think about just from a survival standpoint. Say some shit went down right now. Mm -hmm. Apocalyptic. Okay. And it came between your life and mine for me to survive. I don't care how cute your face is. I'm fucking shoving you over the edge. What does that have to do with being gay? Because what I'm telling <laughs> you're you. You're just threatening me. <laughs> That nothing, okay, okay, continue, murderer. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, would, I really wouldn't kill you, and I don't think gay is a choice. What I'm saying is I think <laughs> pressed to certain circumstances, we're capable of things that we didn't know already exist within us. So I do think But that what circumstance am I a little bit gay? In this movie that you got casted for that didn't No, care. that's for wanting to have a career. Okay. Okay, it's different. It's, I, mean, I, I guess stand te corrected. technically stand corrected. that's a circumstance, I suppose. I stand corrected. I mean, look, if... <laughs> if if Brian Singer wanted to offer me a role in the next <laughs> X-Men movie, yeah, I could probably be gay for that. A hundred percent. I'm 11 years in. What would you be in. gay for this, a, this fall on NBC? You know, at, when you move, when I moved to LA, it was like, no, I would never do that. I have too much self-respect. At this point, I'm like, all right, how many months rent would you pay? It's so true. Where you like put a dick on my shoulder. You know what <laughs> Just I mean? on my shoulder. Yeah, like a little parrot. Just rest it. Yeah. But you, uh, here's the thing that I think also happens with artists besides this like, imminent sadness is it's almost like a lot of us make decisions from a survival mode. We make decisions yeah. from a very desperate. I don't know when the next meal is going to come place. I mean, that's literally why I did my special. 
mm. I was like, I, 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 I hadn't had any sub- substantial career movement in like a year. And I was sitting on all this material. I wasn't getting any, like nobody was looking my way to do any kind of TV performance for stand-up. So I was like sitting on my friend's couch sulking about it. And he was like, why don't you just put it out yourself? You'll make some money for it. You put something out for your fans and they can only help it. And it's exactly why we did And you did great. Like I was even inspired by you. Oh, you're sweet. I was. No, I mean it. Like I, a lot of us wait, and I'm not saying this about you, a lot of the history of how the industry has worked is artists is we wait around for opportunities, Mm -hmm. but we know how that goes. You have to cultivate, you have to make your own connections and you have to believe and you have to self motivate and make your own, make your own strides because there's nobody, there's no one out there who's going to attack your career like you. But it's it's such a hard thing because we do want this like, Validation. I was going to say the same. We want the fucking, we want the fucking Netflix thing. We want the whatever, whatever the label is. But I, I, it's so interesting to me because to me, that's such a dichotomy to artistry in general. Yeah. To want a label to it. Mm -hmm. Art is, you can't label it. That's the beauty of it all. Yeah. So it's kind of like this weird struggle. You're just just searching for the validation. Yeah. It is incredibly disheartening when someone finds out I've been doing stand-up 11 years. They're like, oh, where can I see you on like Comedy Central or Netflix? And you're like, "Eh, do do you have YouTube? YouTube is now it's now now it's the new thing. I I got so lucky with that, but it still just doesn't have like the credibility, I suppose. I I disagree. But then you have to think about who are you trying to impress other people or yourself? Exactly. And also it's like, where's the ceiling? I do believe in needing to stride and constantly uh, wanting to improve and seeing ways to expand your career. Yeah. But you have to have ceilings for yourself along your the lifespan of your career, you have to acknowledge your own milestones because that's the only way you can gauge your achievements. You know, it's yeah. important to like put a put a flag in each of these little moments to acknowledge what you've done and what you've accomplished. Because aside from you being the only curator of your career, you also have to be your own fan. Very true. And you, you have to just reflect. Fuck yeah. Like think about where you were like five, ten years ago. You dr- even if you're upset right now, you would have killed for these problems 10 yes. years ago. What's that saying that what you have now is something that you used to desire? So to not take it for granted. Yeah. It's so hard when you're in this place, you forget that the place you're in is the place you used to dream about. Yeah. And, it, so, and so you get there and you realize it was nothing like you thought it was going to be. It never is. No. It never is. You know, I'm a, I am manifest shit all the time. And really? I'm not like one of these girls that's like, 444 is my fucking angel number, but... I have a, there's a power to how I approach my life and the people I put in it and the things I choose to go after. I've always accomplished everything I've wanted to accomplish, but it's never manifested in the way that I imagined. And that's why I can't sleep with you. I can't let you have everything you've always wanted. I can't, I can't do that. That's just so rude. I got to keep her humble. That's just so rude. I don't care how many crystals you pray on. <laughs> it's not. I, I, I need a little bit more. Crystals? I need more. I need a crystal oh, ball. God, you're going to be the ungettable get. <laughs> it's just so unfair. I'm going to stop writing letters to Kate. Oh, hilarious. <laughs> don't ever stop, please. Please don't ever stop. I'll sleep with you if you don't stop. How about that? <laughs> then you'll never know. You'll never know. That's true. Okay, let's talk about how we got to Pedialyte. What was last night? Um, <laughs> I um, was hanging out with one. Of, I was talking to one of my friends. Do yesterday. I look cute? Wait, before he goes, do I look okay? You sure? Can you see like my my butt crack? 
good just don't want to give it yo if he it. wouldn't have said anything i'm saying like we got amazing. to listen to only fan right if, if if it was just a direct line to my labia oh majora. so majora yeah that's a, that, who calls it that doctors you're not a doctor <laughs> doctors no doctors don't manifest they fucking study <laughs> jesus so I'm Doctor. Thank you. What would you say? Thank you, Deb. Doctor. Absolutely Peluso. not. <laughs> so, Doc, what do we do about this tumor? I don't know. We're just gonna believe it's gonna go. Away. Yeah, We're you manifest gonna, that fucking walk away. Hold this fucking quartz <laughs> in your pocket. Sniff this Matt Rife sweatshirt. Oh, do you have fertility issues? You know what? Fuck all these fertility doctors in 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 L.A. I'm gonna put this shit in a case and have bitches sniff it. We'll see if they have problems having babies. Start charging money. I'm gonna start charging money for this. You are not getting. No, you'll get it. Are you back. are you fertile? Are you flirting? <laughs> what does it say about me that it's hotter if you're not? What does that say about me? <laughs> Every time I have you on my podcast, I I just can't stand you. I really can't. Yes, I'm fertile. I am very picky about what I put in and on my body when it comes to products. And the one thing that a couple of my friends have dealt with is thinning hair. And I didn't know that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair. Did you guys know that? That's a large number. And it's so much different for women, you know? When our hair thins, like society calls us witches, but when a guy's hair thins, we call him successful and it's not fair. And if you are among them, know you're not alone and that there's a solution you can trust to deliver results. Nutrafol has had amazing reviews. I went online because I wanted to make sure that this was a good product for me to discuss and talk about and put on the podcast. As you guys know, I don't like to hawk a lot of products. And as you've been listening these following weeks, um, it will be listening these following weeks and previous weeks, you know, we have a bunch of sponsors now. But I'm working closely with Cloud10 to make sure that we like these products and they're fun and deliver results. And Nutrafol is one of them. Millions of Americans experience thinning hair. What? And it's more than common. It's normal, but it's not openly talked about. And we need to discuss this, especially amongst women. Going through it can feel lonely and frustrating and you just... You just look in the mirror and you're like, who the fuck is this? Where the where the fuck is my thick ass hair from when I was in high school? Or where was my hair from before I had kids? Or where was my hair from before my husband was a bastard? You know, so many things can change your hair and going through it can just be very annoying. And it's time to change that conversation and join the thousands of women who are standing up for their strands with Nutrafol. It is a number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth thickness and visible scalp coverage it's all about that scalp coverage girl it supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the five root causes of thinning hair listen up jot this down hormones environment nutrition and metabolism through whole body health and also your husband who drives you nuts or your girlfriend or your wife Nutrafol has three unique formulas to support women throughout all stages of life. I actually saw these bottles in my dermatologist's office and then I saw my cousin was using it and then I did my own research and then now they're on the podcast. So I'm very excited to bring this to you guys and to get access for you guys who are dealing with this. 
Each for each formula is physician formulated using natural, drug-free, medical-grade ingredients in consistently effective dosages so that you can get the most reliable results. And in clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. That's like you know, three Netflix murder documentaries. You can do this. 3,000 plus top doctors and stylists recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. Now, listen, you guys, you can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P, to save $15 off your first month subscription. This is the best offer anywhere and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, plus, you thought we were going to leave you there with your thinning hair? No, we're going to make you thick and gorgeous. We're going to add some free shipping on every order. You get $15 off at Nutrafol.com. That's spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. Promo code SHARP, like sharp tongue. That's what I got. Check it out. I think you guys will really like the product. It's it's legit. It's too legit to quit. And you deserve to have thick locks. Okay? All right? Adulting is bullshit. It's an onslaught of what the fucks at least 20 times a day. What the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? Right? You know? It's like my car got towed. What the fuck? My boyfriend's sleeping with my sister. What the fuck? It's... It's Monday, son of a bitch. You thought I was going to say, what the fuck? Well, there's a couple sons of bitches in there too. And sometimes we just need a break from the day-to-day drab. Maybe a couple of cuss words, a middle finger or two, or a few laughs, whatever it takes to put adulting in time out. You need Smartless and Sass, the subscription box that will say everything you want to say so your mouth doesn't have to. Let me tell you, this box is a lot of fun. This box basically... It's a little compartment of joy in the form of swear words, uh, different types of gifts. It's 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 literally if someone took pieces of my body and made them into products, that sounded kind of creepy, but you kind of catch my drift, don't you? If you don't fuck off and fuck off is going to be in the box, too. It's a whole box of fuck off. <laughs> Their smart ass and sassy items are curated and personally tested by the SNS team, a group of really mouthy mofos who want you to get a good laugh in your day. Sounds like my kind of people. The SNS partners with some of the best small businesses to bring you trendy and snarky items each month. It's a fucking fun time. And if there's anything you deserve, it's a fucking fun time. Okay? It's a great time. The box is like a, a mystery every time, it's like a box of magic. You get a big box, there's a mouthy shirt and snarky items in it worth well over a thousand million dollars. I mean, if you had to put a value on it, I'd I'd say a a thousand rubies. Each box contains one SNS designed shirt, has between seven to nine unique items that are also fucking fun, and it's valued at 90 plus dollars. And there's other sizes available. And you guys can subscribe at smartandsass.com. Use code SHARP, S-H-A-R-P, for 15% off your first subscription. Follow Smart Ass and Sass on social media for your daily dose of attitude. It honestly is a, a, a breath of fresh air when it comes to these subscription boxes. You know, like you got subscription boxes for your pets. You need one too, bitch. 
you need one too. And it makes a great gift. Like if you know somebody who just got fired or broken up with or pregnant, whatever it is, whatever mishap happened, get them a smart sass. Smart, I can't even say it. Smart ass and sass box. It's one of my new favorite products and I will be sending my sister one. I think she's going to love it. Truly. Send your sister one. Unless your boyfriend slept with her. And then they can fuck off. And you guys, you guys don't have to fuck off though. You guys are awesome. I don't want to tell you to fuck off. But the box might. I don't know. I don't know what's going to be inside that box. It literally is like a box of chocolates. It's a box of fucking chocolates. That's what they they should put on it. Smart ass and sass is a box of fucking chocolates. You never know what you're going to fucking get and enjoy it. Hey, everybody. What's going on? This is your girl, Jessie Mae from the Sharp Tongue Podcast. I'm pumped because my Thrive box came in and I'm thriving, thriving so hard. I was lucky enough to use one of my co-host studios, Mr. Mike Tully, who's just off camera, probably judging me and all these things that I didn't need, but I did need because I'm too busy to go to the store. So when you're too busy, sometimes you just need it to come to your house. And I forgot what I ordered, mainly because sometimes I'm not 100% with it when I order things. So it's like Christmas every time. Snacks. Are they organic? Look, everything I put inside of me is organic. Everything. I date farmers. This is awesome. It's veggie sticks. One of my favorite snacks to have when I fly because I love a good crunch. And um, it's easier to shove a whole garden in your mouth this way than like eating carrots. Let's see what else I have. Oh, something heavy here. This feels expensive. This is what happens when you go on like thrive after hours after you've had a couple rosés and you're like I need this this is definitely something I need and you order four jars of olive oil which I think that's what this is what is this oh it's apple cider vinegar ACV little trick for you apple cider vinegar just a little bit in a glass of water before you have like a big bowl of pasta it reduces your glucose spike I learned that from the glucose goddess on Instagram shout out to her apple cider vinegar. Very important. I'm making a mess of your studio. What else do we have here? Wow, they wrap it really good. I have to say, I've mailed a couple things that are slightly fragile Italian, and they don't arrive in one piece. It basically shows up like a mosaic. So you could basically say I mail art to people. Olive oil! <laughs> I'm a huge fan of olive oil. This is really making me look boring. Organic snacks, apple cider vinegar, and olive oil. Well, at least you know I'm probably going to live to the ripe age of 40, which is at the end of the year. So this will keep me looking fresh. What else do we have? A little ASMR for you. Oh! The fun corner. Okay, this is really embarrassing what I ordered. Salmon. Canned salmon. I'm going to die alone. I ordered canned salmon. This is getting worse. Other people order like better things. I'm like, let me get my healthy snacks for the week. Chickpeas. <gasps> Have you read chickpeas? They're so good. And chomp chomplings which will they won't be at coachella this year for sure 
And Joe's banana chips. Never had them, but I love a good crunch. Thank you, Thrive. And for you guys, my Sharp Tongue listeners, if you go to thrive.com slash sharp, that's S-H-R-P, you guys will get 40% off your first order and a free gift worth over $50. You're going to be balling and thriving at thrive.com slash sharp, S-H-R-P. Thank you guys so much. And thank you, Thrive. I'm embarrassed at how healthy I am. Now I'm going to go to the liquor store and get a 40. Like, if someone were to like... What, get me pregnant? Dump inside you, yeah. Like, I, well, Hopefully it's not going to be a dump. Be, no, I mean, not, not, just, a, not just a dump that, dump, but I mean like... The I, if they dump up. inside of me, I would imagine there's going to be some real <laughs> issues with my internal organs and my reproductive system. I would imagine there'd be some septus there. UTI, for sure. Yeah, UTI. But yep. if someone were to dump in me, would I get pregnant? Yeah. Well, with I, semen. Do you want to try? Yeah, kind of. We already have <laughs> fucking casting couches. We do. They look fresh as fuck. These are the freshest casting couches ever. Oh, 100. I walked up to the top of this pool and they're like, you, guys, you want to be a star? <laughs> I know. We can get you a panel. Look at me. I'm inviting you to like the... Had me had me take off my shirt in the first five minutes of the interview. I know exactly how this goes. What dude do I have to kiss? Is the cameraman? Is the producer? I know, Jer- Jeremiah I know Watkins is going to be after you, so you guys have to oh, make Jeremiah. Oh, thank God I went before him. He's... <laughs> So much energy. I love Jeremiah. Jeremiah's fun. You're you're energy in a different way. Very different. Yeah. So let's talk about the Pedialyte. You were out last night. Um yeah, I was talking to my friend, uh my friend James, who is uh the black me. Uh, we're like the exact same person. I have a friend like that. And and he's but he's also one of those people that like he's impossible to be in a bad mood around. Mm, that's great. So he had relayed some kind of annoying information about uh my ex-girlfriend. Oh no! Can you and tell I, us? And I, and mm, is it someone she's dating? Yeah. 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 Ugh. Why would he tell you that? Because he felt you needed to know. No, it, it was like it was a mix between that, which I already kind of knew, but like it was a group of friends that were gonna hang out, and she wanted to come, and I was like, absolutely no. Not. Are you out of your fucking mind? I don't get that. I, I I'm one of those people. It's like if we break up. We don't need to be friends, at least for a while. Yeah. Like, it took me years to be friends with a couple of my exes. I I don't need to know your shit. No, I have no desire to be friends with this person. And I definitely don't think she deserves to go have fun with my friends. Fuck no. No way. I'm sorry, but that feels like a little, um, like, boundary issues. It's... Like, check your boundaries a little bit. No, but the thing is... They Not for you, for her. She didn't know I was going to be there. Mm, okay, so she wanted to go and like for sure like post about it and be in the backgrounds of his stories and stuff like that. Okay, because she toxic. knew because she knew I would see it. That's toxic. That's shit. so toxic. Yeah, I don't like her. Yeah. Also, fucking go hang out with your new fifty-five-year-old boyfriend. Like I don't <gasps> hang out with George. Matt Rife pulls out the fucking knife. So wow. I was like, you know what? I will have a couple. I will have a couple drinks, <laughs> and then uh, my fr- my friend James and I we can literally go anywhere, anytime, any circumstance, and just have a great time. Yeah. So it was like he sounds awesome. He he's great. Um, and so it was like him, myself, and like four other friends. We all went out. We went to his place for some like little pregame fun, and then we went out dancing. And did you feel better? Did the night feel fun? Did it feel like a release, or did 100%. it feel like you were trying to have fun and feel like you were trying to release? No, no, no. It was it was it was so much fun. So this is not like a regrettable Pedialyte. No, I'm not miserable by any means. It's I, also kind of cute that you just drink Pedialyte regularly because you're just so cute. Like this is like yeah. your, your daily drink. <laughs> I thought about putting it in a sippy cup. They need to sponsor you. You should be sponsored by Pedialyte. That would be hilarious. It's like for hangovers and for cute boys. You need your nutrients. <laughs> What's your hangover cure? What do you do? Um, not get hangovers. Really? Yeah, I mean that's that's been my 
life lately because even just having like a couple drinks would give me a hangover. And I don't drink more than two drinks. Really? You know yeah. your limit. I do know my limit. You're so 39. <laughs> oh my God. The fact that you know your limit. Mine is like, I, I hate drinking. So I'm like shot, 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 <laughs> shot. And then like two drinks just to like get there. Yeah. But once I'm there, then you don't really register the alcohol that you're intaking right so you'll drink more and more and that's when it always goes overboard you you give me the vibe and you have the face of someone who could get real fucking sloppy i'm not sloppy really definitely not sloppy i are you sure i feel like i i hold my own pretty well like i'm not one of those people that's like oh i got so drunk last night i did this outlandish thing i'm more just like loose and comfortable okay so life. you're just yourself because you're not an alcoholic i feel like yeah if you're an alcoholic i have a few in my family it it makes you go you take like a pivot. There's like a point and then like the the alcohol demon comes out. The alcoholic demon comes that. out. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have that. I'm just more and more and more of myself. Yeah. And just kind of don't care what other people think. That sounds like alcoholism. No, I'm just, fuck. I'm just fucking around. In its early stages. <laughs> I become more of myself after I drink. No, I'm just fucking around. You're drinking tequila? This is tequila and soda. Yeah. Do you want some? No, thank you. Hair of the dog? No, I don't. I don't buy it. I don't buy that shit either. It cannot be true. That's just something alcoholics say to keep drinking. A hundred percent. No, no, no. I'm going to nurse it with more of the same fucking. <laughs> Problem. That'll work out, you fucking pirate. Yeah, you I, monster. I just watched um, your getting a comedian gets too high. Oh, you watched that? KC. The original one or the one where I talk about it? The actual thing. Well, you started to talk about it, but then I was like, I need to see what actually happened because that happened to me. No, where I got way too stoned and I repeated my set twice, and that's why I don't get no stoned way before shows. When did you realize you were repeating the same joke? I'm still not sure. I, I, I'm still I'm still back in that moment. No, it was like when people were just kind of looking at me sideways. I was like, did you guys already hear this? They're like, yeah, like five fucking minutes no. ago. No. That's what I was so worried about. It's where I got to the point where I, I just had to acknowledge it. I had to be like, guys, I'm way too fucking high right now. I had to be like that guy. Yeah. It was so embarrassing. I literally, I was like 15 minutes into an hour long set. And you were doing an hour that night? Yeah. I was wondering because you were like, it's only been six minutes on the video. Yeah, oh. I had to do an hour. Oh, fuck. So I, 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 it was just a two-person show, me and, and, and the host. And uh, when I was starting to have a panic attack on stage, I literally was trying to think of ways to like get off stage. I was literally like, I have to like tell the crowd, hey, I have to take a shit and like have the host come up for like 10 minutes while I just go in the bathroom and just like splash water in my face and try to calm. I was You were thinking about that? The That's a definite time. panic attack. Full That's on a definite panic, panic, attack. panic attack. I was so scared and nervous. Oh my gosh. It's the worst. It's where it's like where I love weed. It's it's definitely been a medicine for me. But I've also had those experiences, mainly on edibles, mm. where you have a thousand deaths. Yeah, definitely. And you're like, I just that was my a hundredth death of the moment. Yep. It's 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 interesting because Alcohol is such a different um, situation. I definitely think alcohol is in its own category. We know that. Yeah. For sure, because of how we're enjoying it and realizing that there is a medicine, a medicinal aspect to marijuana. But then alcohol, although you can crash into a medium in the middle of the highway, weed will make you relive that moment yeah. over and over and yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah. And the moment never happened. No. So it's just, it's, it's like you got to figure out where... You know, it, people talk about like marijuana giving them panic and, and mania. Mm -hmm. I know that exists, but it's also a reflective thing. It's also reflecting what's going on in your mind at that time. So it's like something needs to get out. There's something inside of you that's making you feel mania. The mania is there. I, I believe that the marijuana is just a mirror to the mania. That's what I've experienced with myself. In those moments where I've had panic attacks on marijuana, it's been in the highest stress 
induced time of my life. Interesting. Yeah. Mine is fully in. It's like, it's so counterproductive. It's when I'm scared of having a panic attack. That's what, that's what triggers my panic attack. Yeah. When I go, Oh, right now would be the worst possible time for that to happen. <laughs> and it's and like my brain's like, well, <laughs> well, how convenient. I'm going to make you cry right now. I'm always, I'm always like scared that I'm going to be stuck in this like realm of mania that I'm like, Oh, this is how people get institutionalized. Yep. 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 Like, There's just, I'm past the point of never coming back. Yeah. That's what scares me the most. I think most people think that when they're having their fucking panic. Really? Oh, that's so comforting. I do. I think it's like a very common situation. Everyone feels like they're dying. Everyone feels like they're going to be institutionalized. But do you think that is reflective of like even in a sober day and in a, a clear mind day, that person thinks like, am I crazy? I think we're all a little crazy. I mean, look at the human brain. We're, we have millions and millions of neurons firing all the time. And, you know, the whole idea that we don't use all of our brain is just bullshit. We do use all of our brain just in different moments. We have all these different mm. chambers for different reasons. But the brain in itself is an encapsulated universe that we can't study until like posthumously when somebody's already died. Google it. I just told you. I just I realized I said a word and I gave you the definition posthumously. Posthumously? Yeah. Post Posthumously? That, that, is that what that means? Third special title. Post-humorous. Po oh, fuck. Or as some people like to say post-Thomas. post, -Thomas. post <laughs> Which is like after tapas. I don't know what that is. One sounds fat, <laughs> one sounds dead. And that one makes me hungry. <laughs> but the brain is such a unique... <laughs> Oregon, because you can't, there's some, you know, tests and things where you can study it. And obviously the medical industry is advancing now where we can sort of monitor it, but it really is a sort of organ. You can't really get in until after somebody has died. So obviously we all feel a little fucking crazy. Mm -hmm. We all have mania. I think to exist is mania. To be here is mania. The, the, the probability of being alive is so infantile that, or, or, or infinitesimal. In, yeah, fucking idiot. It's she almost said Google that. Infantismal. Stupid. Is that a word? Because sometimes they come out of my head and half of them aren't real. Infantismal. Were you beat with a dictionary when you were Whoa. a kid? Why do you know these words? I'm glad dictionary was after the dick part. Oh my God. <laughs> I honestly thought you were going to say, were you beat with a dick? It's like, well. Every time you got a, you couldn't give an impressive word. What is it? Yes. Infantismal. Is that a word? Yeah, See? like a normal this is person. Why I need Deb. She said I would have just said small. I wish I could have just said small. This is why I don't sleep all the time. <sighs> is that I was I was gonna ask you what's what is something in your life or in your brain that you contemplate? Am I crazy a little bit? Uh, the the thoughts, the my brain is always going. Same. I mean I but most of our brains are always going, but you know I know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. a like I can't sleep. Overactivity. Yeah. Like you're always thinking of something and, and it just feels like out. not everybody is right i don't think they are not always well because there's a very unique brain that wants to perform and do stand-up mm. i know it's been said a thousand times on podcasts it's nothing like revolutionary but obviously we're all uh, gravitated towards each other because of that common that commonality where we're all just yeah. like are you constantly figuring shit out and then wondering how things work and it takes a, a, a curiosity but curiosity is fucking exhausting it really is it is it's so much anxiety <clears throat> it just made my brain just thought like what are you curious about with women in relationships i feel like you have a strong curiosity for love and Me? a desire for love yeah what is it? Can you? What's the question again? <laughs> what is, 
I said, I, I feel like my, my brain said to me that you have a curiosity for women. Like you're curious about relationships and you're curious about love. I could be wrong, but no, that's, what that's, uh, that's a deep question. I, I am curious about love. I've been in it a couple times. Um, I it's do, happening now. Uh, it's happening right now. It's, it's more lust. <laughs> I, I do always think about if I'm ever going to meet, if I'm ever going to get married, if I'm ever going to meet like the woman that I'm like, this is my wife mm. for sure. Cause I, I've, I've dated girls that I'm, I was like, Oh shit. Like everything about this person is exactly who I'd want to be with forever. And then towards the end of our relationship or after the breakup, I'm like, Oh my God, you're not the person I thought you were at all. I was so wrong. So it makes me more hesitant to date more people because you're like, oh, even if there is something just slightly off, I go, well, that thing was a massive thing in the last relationship. So I'm not going to risk it this time, despite everything else being a green flag. Right. Does that make any sense? No, it makes total sense. Okay. Yeah. We're always constantly making concessions from the relationship where we were in previously. We have like a new set of rules because we associate the things that went wrong as, you know, uh, something we need to carry on into the next relationship. Yeah. I'm definitely guilty of like the level of love that I give someone because like five years ago when I was dating somebody, I gave someone like every single, a thousand percent of me. I was like, you have everything. I love you so much. And the girl I dated after that, I remember we had a conversation where she, she even said, she was like, I know you don't love me as much as you loved your ex. And I was like, I can't give that much of myself to you. Yeah. And the girl after that, I gave less. And the girl after that, I gave less. And that's, that sucks. I don't know if it sucks. I think it's just reacclimating how much hope you're putting into another person. It's such a balancing act with relationships. You know, I, I don't I, I don't have it figured out myself. I don't know if it's something that will ever really truly be figured out. I look at people who I have in my life that are in healthy relationships and it's a constant balancing act act. And I do think and this could be a part of me needing to get over some jadedness and healing that I need to do on my own. But I do think there's a level of needing somebody to, I don't, I don't know if equal love is a sustainability, a sustainable mm. thing in a relationship, like each people loving the other person equally. I do think that the, the weight has to be a little, it's got to go like this at least. Yeah. At the very least you got to love and hate each other on a, a, a level that can sort of connect. Mm-hmm. Cause I think, Sure, there's those moments where you're like so in love, but then there's moments where you're like, "Fuck, I can't stand the way he chews." Yeah, I, d- I and I also want to feed him so I can yell at him for the way that he chews for some reason. I want to fucking make him be a thing I can argue with. <laughs> I, there's it, that's so toxic, by the way. You know, you can you come at this conversation telling me that I am toxic. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody had to say it. I think we're both toxic. There, Everyone's a little bit toxic. There, there's a, there's just like a, overall there's a part of me that's like I I don't know which is the right answer. There's part of me that wants to give someone the full commitment, the full love because that's such a warming feeling mm-hmm. to be so vulnerable and just give yourself to someone. That's a wonderful feeling. But then when it backfires so many times, you go, "Oh, well maybe that's maybe that's not healthy. Maybe you're supposed to have a ba- a balance of keeping a little bit of yourself to yourself. Maybe that's the right answer. Or are you supposed to be so so. utterly in love with somebody for the rest of your life? Well, there's this great Alan Watts video and conversation about being 
utterly in love with somebody like wild love like love that burns your soul love that makes you crazy love that doesn't make mm -hmm. sense love that makes all the sense i think in that is the truth in that is like the core of our existence and the reason why we're here but it's an explosive thing yeah it's like the supernova of souls like Absolutely. when souls come together they explode and create life mm -hmm. so it's like a, it's it's chaotic and mania love is chaotic and mania but i do i do believe like the the older i get the hotter you get mm -hmm. thank you um that you really have to go into it with a completely open heart and zero expectations mm -hmm. not that you don't have standards I think people convolute expectations and standards where it's like, you can have no expectations, but I can also have the standards of, I expect communication. I expect transparency. I expect um, patience and kindness. So what are some examples of expectations you can't expect? I guess. I think expecting someone to like love you the same amount. Yes. I think. Or, 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 or in the instance of the festival story early, you can't, you can't expect someone to treat you the way you would treat them. Is that, yes. what, is that what you mean? Because you're hoping that they would treat you the same. And when you do that, you start to build resentment because they're not doing what you're putting out. Yeah. It, it's such a, it's a, it really is such a balancing act. I mean, this is just what I've realized about myself in relationships. It's mm -hmm. like, I can only come at a scenario with like an open heart, no expectations and bringing all these experiences that I've had and know who I am. I have to stand in my conviction, know what I want, know what I'm willing to give mm -hmm. and not compromise that, but also give somebody else a little bit of time and patience to come to me with whatever and however they love. Right. And, but then the hardest thing is, is, is some, so often that takes a lot of time to realize. And we ain't got time. And we don't got, well, some of We're us. We're trying have, to get Netflix. Special. Some of us have a lot of time left in life. Wow. Um, um. It, <laughs> You the two of us, fed? the two, yeah, actually, <laughs> I love that that stopped your thought process. Yeah, I was like, that's that's sounds better than fucking. Can you put it? We can mix it with the electrolytes. Oh, I thought you were like just no, straight from the source, bro. Oh no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not going to drink from the tap like a fucking pilgrim. Oh, you're not. No. Okay, well, TMZ is spreading lies then. <laughs> oh my god, canceled. <laughs> Well, thank you guys for watching the, the Sharp Snort podcast. She, what was that? She made another noise backstage at the at the Bourbon Room. I made her laugh so hard that you did another noise. It was like it was so unbecoming. Deb probably knows exactly what the noise is. Rude, unbecoming. Oh, I'm sorry. Would you just fucking watch Bridgerton? Who says I didn't? Unbecoming? I didn't watch Bridgerton. Is it good? It is actually really good, but it's like one of those like fantasy things where it's like everyone's speaking. I have a hard time getting into that sort of era, those eras. I love it. You would actually, they should cast you. You have the face of someone who would look good in like a lot of ruffles. If only we knew somebody who worked at that network. Uh, interesting. <clears throat> um, I asked people to oh. ask you questions. Oh shit, this can't be good. <laughs> Let's see what they came up with. Um, I don't think you're going to be too attacked. I, I don't even know. I, there, I saw a couple there. Let's see. Oh, there's one. Okay. You ready for the question? Shoot. <laughs> this is not going to be good. This is going to make you feel good. Okay. Jesse, I love your vibes. Full of fun. I wish I could talk to you. So we want to... 
What do you want to say to that? That's a question for me. He put it in. All right, uh, let me answer. It's overrated. She often uh, talks over the guest, uh, makes it a lot about herself, and doesn't even shave her legs to talk to you. I hope I answered it truthfully. <laughs> the, the part that she, she attacks you at your soul. She gets into a way more in-depth conversation than you needed it to be and convinces you, yeah, you'll probably never find love. Not even by 39. <laughs> it's not guaranteed. You know the part that hurts the most with, all with that? the legs? Yeah. <laughs> Another one. Two snorts. Let's go. The legs are the oh god <laughs> holy shit there is a constant i mean do you i had this conversation with my girlfriend and we both said that we we think the fabric of relationships is has completely been uprooted and shifted into something new because of social media oh yeah yeah you guys have well, well, correct me if I'm wrong. Do you have women just throwing themselves at you in the DMs all the time? Just you. <laughs> You're the only one. No, sometimes. Sometimes. You're such a fucker. But <laughs> you really are such a fucker. <laughs> you sometimes. don't have women sending shit to you? I mean, I do. Yeah, but it's never like... It's never hot women. You know what I mean? Like, well, I didn't... I get that, but... I guess the point I'm trying to make is I feel like the temptation level. Yeah. The temptation level is so much harder for men already. You guys, biologically, you're meant to propagate an entire species. Like literally you could get everyone here pregnant. If you were had some naps and more Pedialyte and some snacks, you probably get the whole fucking pool area pregnant today. I could probably do that. You could probably do it. But each one of those women could only have that pregnancy for a nine month period. So obviously there's a huge discrepancy here in the output. You can still, you can still have sex while you're pregnant though. Yeah, but you can't, the whole point is you are built for propagation. You're built to have multiple women be pregnant and we aren't. Look, I don't need you to woman explain me about how my dick works. Okay. <laughs> there's another special title. Woman explaining. Yes. Right. That you, that you talk about how all women explain shit and how men do. Yeah. A hundred percent. This is the toxic femininity I'm talking about. <laughs> Shut the fuck what are you, up. what are you team Amber Heard? Oh my God. Oh, who team? What team are you? Depp. Me too. Come on. Of course. I'm not saying that he's got it all figured out himself. He's obviously, he's going through some stuff. He's, too. Ob he's obviously crazy right. too, but she pooped in his bed. Once you go that far, and it's like it on the dog. Yeah, come. Everyone knows a human poop. Uh, everyone knows a human poop, and I, I have three dogs. I've had dogs for years. I've never once had a dog poop in my bed. I dated a girl who had a cat shit in the bed one time, but she didn't blame it on a cat, did she? That's disgusting. Yeah, I know. Cat shit's another level of shit. Yeah, it was liquid too. It was oh come gross. on! Did you stay with her? I cleaned it actually, because I'm a good boyfriend. You clean the cat shit? Yeah. Was it your bed? No, it was her bed. Oh, I know who this is. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I would have cleaned her bed, too. <laughs> yeah, you would have licked it clean, you monster. I, mean, I wouldn't have licked it clean, but I would have cleaned the whole house after that just to make sure she was okay. Oh, she had a housekeeper. So. Oh, I would have done it for the housekeeper as different well. Different tax bracket. Sorry. <laughs> I know it's a different fucking tax bracket. <laughs> Yo, her cat shit the bed. I know. I know. That's fucked up. I know. It's kind of hot. Is it? No. What is, if you had to think about it, um, we're going to go back to the career conversation. Okay. I think 
we were starting to talk about like people having sort of this almost like a delusional approach to their own achievements not you specifically mm-hmm. but sometimes we don't acknowledge what we've, we've achieved but yeah. i look at you and i think you have an, a really great career and you're you're going after things yourself creating and mm-hmm. you align yourself with awesome people and you get shit done so what's like what is something else that you want to do that you feel you should have done by now there's a lot of that that happens where it's like well i should have gotten this why haven't i gotten this that's tough um because you've done tv shows you've done movies that haven't made it and it's just been in a guy's (laughs) house where two straight guys are making out in his kitchen and we're convinced i've got the i'm on the number one movie on bet plus right now go check it out north of the (laughs) ten. What is it? It's called North of the Ten. What is that about? It's like uh, it's like a black entourage. Oh, cool! Movie, and I'm the white guy. Of you course. are. Well, yeah. is it maybe from like wiling out. Yeah, definitely. That that whole vibe. Definitely. But you know what? That's been an entire basis for for my career. Black people have always given me way more career opportunity than white people ever. Wow. Ever. Interesting. Do you think it'd be the same if you didn't have a little Southern drawl or accent? No. I think it definitely helps. <laughs> I think it, I think it definitely helps. Well, I, mean, I just grew, I grew up. All of my friends were black, so like, there's me just, too. Is it really? Yeah, you don't have that vibe at all. I, I you know. Lost that. I well, I don't know if I ever had it. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> I grew up around a lot of black people. I didn't mean to make this about me. I'm listening. Wow, I was it trying to connect. Again. See, the problem is you think I'm making it about me. I'm trying to connect with you. There was it just caught me so off guard because you reek of like Vir- Virginia Beach. <laughs> for sure not not i grew up with a lot of black people at all virginia Look how much beach I, yeah really yeah white <laughs> very is virginia Be- beach really white i've never even been there pretty sure it's, it's it sounds white i've never even been there i've never been either but it sounds white you reek of somebody who gets abducted often <laughs> <laughs> three snorts no that's no, three no but you mean by aliens or predators by women in beverly hills god i wish <laughs> you know i'm gonna start a business that's just like a, a white van business of for like cougars uh-huh. lonely cougars it's basically like an adoption business for cougars but we don't really adopt we as much as we kidnap mm-hmm. unassuming younger men in hollywood who need careers? How can I be a producer on this project? You're you're gonna be our first adoptee. Oh no! <laughs> Who do, what do I have to eat? Meryl Streep's pussy in the back of a fucking uh, Volkswagen bus for a career? Because I'll do it at this point. Who's your Who's your? We I mean publicly people know, but who's your like? I think we may have talked about it a little bit before in other podcasts. Who's your like um, like celebrity crush? You said you never really had one, but like female. We joked about men before. A celebrity crush. Meryl Streep's pretty hot. Meryl Streep is. It was Betty White, but. Oh my gosh, that's right. She did. She did as. She fuck. did as fuck. My celebrity crush. Helen Mirren, Halle Berry. Um. You and Halle would be really God, cute what's together. What's her? I forget. I forget exactly what her last name is, but it's like it, her Instagram is uh, Amelia V. She's on um, Haunting of Bly Manor. She plays the gardener. She's British. Oh, yeah. She's great. She's beautiful. Yep. And mm-hmm. she's so talented. And uh, I DM'd her once. <laughs> and she, What'd you say? I said that she was perfectly splendid. 
Because it's if you, I don't know if anybody's seen this. Okay, show. so you're going, you're going to call me Virginia Beach. Yeah, but you're going to just drop a perfectly splendid in a DM. Have you seen the? Sh- have you seen it's the fantastic. show? Fantastic! It's actually really. It's splendid. the thing that they said. It's perfectly. Splendid. It is perfectly splendid. It's. A I would. Great show. I would say that's my my celebrity. That's crush. that's cute. That's that's cute. Did she respond? She did. What'd she say? Oh God! What did she? This was like two years ago. Uh, just like all, like thank you very much. A couple of smiles. Very the niceties. Yeah, yeah. She didn't realize what you were swinging around. <laughs> why? Why would she leave that charcuterie board unchewed? What's this bitch doing? She doesn't know what I'm swinging around. I, I don't send dick pics to everybody. I didn't mean a dick pic. Oh, what I else? Meant, like your spirit and your soul. Oh, that's See, fucking... you just chopped yourself up to me. Well, that's gay. Like my spirit <laughs> and my who's leading with that? Yeah, I'm just gonna start texting bitches a picture of my aura. You should. I'm just gonna send them a picture of a color and be like, this is what I am that's today. That's funny. You should do that as a joke. <laughs> That's funny. You should say the new dick pic is an aura. Just sending colors. I'm yes. very purple today. I'm feeling vulnerable. Because you do talk about your vulnerability. That would be really fucking funny if instead of dick pics, you sent pictures of your aura. Does it come across as like a fuckboy ploy that I'm like talking about all these vulnerabilities? I, well, now that you said that 100% up until that point, no. Interesting. But now that you I just- was thinking about, I was thinking about it earlier today. I was like... Being a retired fuckboy, I know all of the games that get okay, played. Okay, there's your fourth, fifth special tired <laughs> Retired fuckboy. You, you know what I thought about writing a book, like a fuckboy Bible? Okay, you gotta stop saying this shit. You gotta like get the... You, you need it's to trademarked, get the, it's trademarked, it's trademarked, <laughs> it's trademarked, it's trademarked. You can't... The fuckboy Bible? Yeah. Like, like you need to write that. book of fuckery? Wait, no, we, we talked about this in the last podcast. Did we? You talked about it. You said... Remember on the when we did the, the virtual podcast, you was talking about the fuckery book? Yeah. Right? Oh yeah, the book of Matthew. Yeah, yeah. The book of yeah. yes. I, I was thinking about it earlier today, just thinking about like because I know all of the ploys, A, it makes it hard to date because you whenever whenever you when you see your girl succumbing to a fuckboy's uh plans, she go like you see her being naive to it, you go, babe, no, this is what he's doing. Okay, How do so you know what? that? You're Give like, us one. Um What's a fuckboy ploy. Just like how just speaking to women a, a, a certain kind of way. Like, like this shit. <laughs> no, this not this, my, when a motherfucker's like, I'm like, what? what I've bit my lip chapstick. 12 times at you. I know. Well, I mean, and my lips are moist <laughs> as fuck. <laughs> they're just, they're just moist. <laughs> your, your lips are rude. Your mouth is rude. You have the rudest mouth. Uh, see, when boys do that, it's flirtatious. I've caught myself doing it inadvertently before. Like, In the like, reflection to yourself. No, like at dinner, <laughs> at dinner, I'll be very, uh, very attentive and. Mm, Oh my god! No way! No, it doesn't. Oh, work. you're from fucking Des Moines, That's Virginia it. Beach. Yeah, you're from Virginia <laughs> Beach. No, you don't have to shave your legs. It's fine. Um, it's so fun. you are a fucking it's asshole. <laughs> I thought that this would be like a very. This is me being vulnerable. No, it's very vulnerable. It's too vulnerable. It's. Okay. Um, <laughs> I just like that we both wore pants to the pool. I think that's. I think it's very vulnerable. Okay, so fuck boy ploy. Just like saying certain things. So like when you're in a relationship, you'll say things that are like very, that are very cute, but you mean them. You just mean them in a kind of a cheesy, cute kind of way. And nobody thinks twice about it because you're in a relationship. And there's certain things like you could say, like um, if you want to take a girl to like, say you're talking about like some tropical place or some shit like that. You could, you could say when you're single, this sounds like the worst fucking thing in the world to say, but you're in a relationship, you're like, uh, it's kind of cute. You'd be like, oh yeah, I want to. I would love to take the most beautiful girl to the most beautiful place. Something like that. You'd be like, ew, that's such a fuckboy thing to say. But when it's like your girlfriend or your boyfriend, you're like, 
He thinks I'm beautiful and he's going to take me to a place. See, I'm... D- it ruins it, kind of. It's... So it fuckboys kind of ruin being genuinely cute. Interesting. That's a really interesting idea because in my mind, I'd rather just be... I'd rather just experience the emotion than be told the emotion. That's not to say words... Obviously, words are uh, included in like love language. Yeah. I'm more about like experiencing whatever the words are because... Hmm. And, and that's as I'm saying this out loud, it's kind of gay. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well, it just seems funny that as someone who all she does is use words for a living. Yeah, it's the last thing that means. It, it's not the last thing, but it means less to me than like moments or action. Okay, so what are your love languages? What what order you got? Foot rub. The fact that I even know them, by the way, that's <laughs> well, okay. a fuck boy thing. <laughs> the fact that you know love languages, we I think we all have a little bit of all of them. Yeah. But we all lead. But like, what's your what's your order? <sighs> I would think time. I don't know if ta- like what the actual quality time. Quality time. Okay. And um, spooning. Physical touch. <laughs> yeah, you monster. Yeah. <laughs> Why does spooning make me a monster? Hang out with me and then rough anal. What would that one be? Uh, oh, physical touch. Yeah, I guess you could call it that. Hang out with That's me. Actually, that actually goes under acts of service, I'm pretty sure. I know. Is anal physical touch or acts of service? That's acts of service. I think it could be both, but it's definitely... I'm going acts of service. I think I think you're getting three in that, especially if you're talking. If you're talking during anal, you've got the quality time. If you've got you're talking during anal, I'm gonna throw up. <laughs> like I have to focus. You have to focus. Yeah, you don't have to focus on anything. Of course I do. What do you have to focus on? We're the ones that have to focus on like making sure that it's not too penetrating. Too penetrating? Yeah. Have you been too penetrated in the butt? Oh. There's another title we might have to consider for the episode. <laughs> from sharp, to some, from sharp tongue to tight butt. Have you ever been too bad? <laughs> That's I'm, I'm now I'm genuinely curious. I mean, haven't you ever penetrated too much in the butt? I've only I've only done it one time, ever. I like to imagine it's too much. I like to. I you like know, to get girl, it myself. Is this the moment but, where girls tell guys, I, I just, "I've never done this"? Is this what's happening? No, to I. Me? You couldn't convince me. <laughs> you haven't. There's no way. You know, it's really rude because you couldn't convince me. You've only done it once. Really? You've only done it once. Once. That's one too many. Is it? I'm just trying to trying to match up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. How many times? I'm sweating. Let me. Uh, I gotta your, put my ca- jacket. Count down. on your hands. How many? No, times? we're not gonna do this. <laughs> count on your fists. <laughs> how many? How many times? What? I've done anal. Yeah. I've never done it once. You're such a liar. I've never done anal. It's been done to me. Oh my god! Technicalities. Got you on a no, technicality. My oh my god! Oh my god! Got you on a technicality. Put your leggings down, would you? <laughs> It's like a, it's like an aerial view of, of <laughs> Yellowstone National Park. No, it looks like Palm Springs. Can you see all the missing women in the national park? <laughs> wow, wow! That's where we go missing. I liked that. That's that was, where we go that missing. Was a good one. Do you? Uh, I don't know if I know this about you. Are you an only child? No, I have four sisters. Oh, that's right. We did talk about this because I also have three. Are you the youngest? You're in the middle. Middle-ish. Yeah. And how do you think that that prepared you to be in the dating world, being a man amidst women who amidst. you love? Um, you love them? Question mark? Well, I don't know. Um, Dynamics are complicated. I don't know. I think I understand them a lot better. 
I mean, I'm not super close with my sisters, but I, I still think just growing up around them, you just understand them more. You're not super close with them. No, not really. Who are you closest with in your family? My grandpa. Oh, that's right. <gasps> that's really cute. That's also feel it feels very fuckboyish to say. Really? To be close <laughs> with my grandpa? <laughs> like I'm using my grandpa to get pussy? Not a bad idea, actually. I don't know why I haven't thought of that. That's right. He kind of raised you. Yeah, he was pretty much because I didn't, I didn't have a dad, so he he was basically. Yeah, that's right. Dad. Yeah, and I've got dude. Now I tell this; it's like one of my favorite stories to tell about um, getting him a pocket pussy for Christmas. It's like one of my favorite stories to tell oh on stage god. now. My, my, oh my god! He's, he's been single for fifteen years. He hasn't been on a date in fifteen years. You really got him a pocket pussy? Did you two tell Christmases him this in a row? Why two? Because like, he broke the first one. Oh fuck you! Swear to God, Your grandpa's a fuck boy too. No, he's just lonely. <laughs> God knows what he was doing before I got him the pocket pussy because he was already he was single for like 13 years before I got him one. Why did your grandma die? And you never remarried? No, she uh, she cheated on him with his best friend. See, you see, listen, I'm I'm right down the middle on most things. And when it comes to shit with between men and women, women can be just as conniving and deceitful. Women. That's I, so brutal. We're better at it. Yeah. Eddie Murphy. You're definitely better at it, which also goes hand in hand with you guys being way more. Watch it now. How do I say this? Crazy in the sense that like I was thinking about this the other day, too. I don't even know if this is an attached thought, really. <laughs> but like men lie 100 percent. Men lie all the time, but we'll lie about a detail most of the time. A detail? A, a detail. Okay. Like, oh, I wasn't at this club or whatever. I was at a different place. It doesn't change the world that we're living. Women will literally create an alternate reality. Mm -hmm. How many times have you heard a woman or yourself say, well, that's not my truth. That's not my reality. <laughs> what? <laughs> Bitch, are you in a different timeline? Okay. Okay. I have two words. Airplane pilot. Hmm? Airplane pilot. What does that mean? It means like, a, it, which is like kind of a, you know, double entendre of sorts. An airplane pilot. A pilot. Okay. They're known to have two lives because it's easy for them because they fly the fuck around. And there's, Same can and, be said about comedians. Really? We're in different cities like every weekend. So we're like, I, but I think pilots are more known to have multiple or dual lives. Well, I think at that point you have to respect the game because you're flying <laughs> into a city. You've got, what, eight hours to smash? That's pretty also, solid. You're flying into the city with some pretty sweet pins. Yeah. Gonna, with your fucking roller carry on. Why do they all have the same roller carry on? It's got to be government issued. They need better luggage. You know, mine busted open last weekend when I was going to the airport. Completely busted open. What fell out? Nothing fell Twice. out. Yeah, my my grandpa's pocket <laughs> pussy that he that he that he, that he gifted to me and your Legos. Yeah, <laughs> and your juice. It's a it's a pocket pussy made out of Legos. Yeah, it's it's you build the you build the structure out of Legos <laughs> and you remember Flarp. You kind of coat the you coat the inside with Flarp and the never mind. It's getting your coloring stuff. books. Yeah, all of, all of my childhood. Your pop up books. Your fucking purple iPad. I can't stand you. You're fucking, they're like, is there a missing toddler? I had to carry in my luggage like it was a fucking dying dog. Did it? Like it, it busted. It was already so packed because I'm a, I pack so much for every fucking weekend. Did like you break it? Yeah, it, it broke off and I had to take it in. They just fucking like package taped the entire <laughs> so thing. Stressful. And I had to pick it up from baggage claim like, <laughs> fucking dump is this? <laughs> 
I'm gonna go throw this away, you guys, and just left. <laughs> it was so embarrassing. That is pretty fucking embarrassing. So embarrassing. Well, okay, that brings me to a question. What has been one of your most embarrassing things? Because I do think people look at you. I definitely was looking at a photo of you and understanding how people can look at you and say, and you've talked about this, you know, how can you have anything to complain about? <laughs> you're so perfect, but you're a human being. Mm. Oh, so what's been like one of your most embarrassing moments besides cleaning cat shit out of... That's not embarrassing. I did it for love. Um, I mean, we can question the embarrassment of it all. Embarrassing... I don't know. I'm not easily embarrassed. I'm really not. Um, embarrassing moment. Maybe like with a girl on a date. Have you ever got? Have you ever been really excited about dating someone or something, and you got rejected? Um. Any girl ever do something weird on a date? That I got embarrassed. Yeah. Not really. So you're one time. I- I don't know why I'm about to say this. This is not good. So one time I was hooking up with this girl. And I farted. Okay. I farted 100%. What was the position? I need to know. So, where, were you so, on top? Was she so, on top? So she was, she was on top and we were about to start fucking. Like close her off. Oh no. And we had just come from dinner. And oh, fuck. and I, it, it was just one of those farts that you're like, it has to come out because it like hurts a little bit. <laughs> like you, you're like, it, it's just going to happen. It, you have to. So we were making out and stuff. She's like up here. So both of our privates are down there. So I go, oh, if I let out here, it's probably going to go that way. Fine. <laughs> when I tell you as soon as I... <sighs> As soon as it got silent, I got lucky. I was like, oh, oh no, that's silent. not lucky for her. I was like, I'm fine. As soon as it exits my body, she, if she's like this on top of me, she then goes, okay, all right, now you get on top, sits back into it. And I go, no, no. So I'm like, I'm like moving her around the bed away from it. And she goes, did you fart? And I go, no, no, God. She goes, that's not my reality. I smell a it's fart. not my truth. That's not my truth. I smell a fart. <laughs> I blamed it on a blanket. A fart blanket? I was like, oh, this blanket got left outside on our balcony for a while. And, and everyone farted in it. <laughs> it's just, our fart blanket. That's just LA air. It smells like fart if you're outside long enough. That's how bad our air pollution is. I like I committed to the lie wow. of like this is I was like, no, this this blanket just smells terrible. Let's get rid of it. And she goes, okay. That's the difference between men and women. You commit to your lies. 100 percent We live our lives. Oh my God. <laughs> that is so terrifying. <laughs> and that's why Amber Heard's gonna win. 100 you know, right there. The difference between men and women come down to the nature of why we stalk one another. Men elaborate. Men stalk women to attack and be predators and to kill or fuck or rape. Interesting. Women stalk for one reason and one reason only. Love. That's it. I I have no retort. I think that actually does add up. It does add up. I'm not saying the love is healthy. I've stalked a little bit, but never to hurt somebody. More gathering intel. <laughs> yeah. You I definitely can see you gathering as much information as you need to build your fuckboy story. It's not a fuckboy story. It's, yes, the, it's it is. to gain genuine interest. I go, okay. oh, this is what she's like. These are the things she's into. This is her home address. I can these are all fine. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with these. Yeah. These, uh, is that, what is that? Brentwood? Yeah. I can, I, can, a, I can sleep with her. This is a brand of cat food. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I'm never going to be able to look at this. It's so evil. It's so fucked. I know. Yeah. We're finally did this in person. We did it. Thank God. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.